then I'm just going to hit record and we're keeping it real. All right, we're just going to go for it. Hey, listen, sometimes life is a lot, and uh-huh. but we're still getting it out. We're still getting it done. We are, and I have been <sighs> off the timeline. I went on this morning just to tweet about the whole cancer thing. Um, mm-hmm. that the cancer fundraiser that Hyundai's doing. And then I dipped, I was like, I have no interest in being on this timeline on air day mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I yep. dipped and I know nothing, absolutely nothing about 47, which is good since we're just only now getting to record 46. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than fragment stuff, but nothing's been spoiled and it's nice. So, um, good. Yeah. So welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy, you guys. <laughs> I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And neither one of us are really feeling this today, so just <laughs> fair warning. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the episode. We're just... No, not at all. It's just chaos. Ashley has a crazy work week. I am not even at home. I am in Tennessee helping my mother move into the house that she and my dad are going to be living in now because my dad's retiring very soon and they're moving out of state. So there's like nothing here. It's very echoey and (laughs) empty and we barely just got internet hooked up yesterday, which is why we had to push recording to today. (laughs) Um, So we're just kind of off our, our routine is off. So it's like we're off our game, but we're going to do our best because I really did enjoy this episode and it's, it's definitely worth talking about. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. Better late than never. So Exactly. Better late than never. Um, I don't think I really have any housekeeping. Um, yeah, I don't really have any announcements or anything like that. So do you? No. I mean, if obviously if people are interested in donating to any of the kind of current causes, our timeline, our profile is full of a lot of good information on Twitter. And um, I don't know if we have anything in our link tree right now. But I know you've been tweeting a lot about relief funds and that sort of stuff. I did. I linked that thread in our link tree. So um, that way people can just look at it because I, there, uh, between Edda and um, Domla and I, well, her Twitter profile says Eeyore, but she knows who she is. Um, Mm -hmm. They are all people who are locals over there. And so I've just been trying to get information from them only so that anything I put in that thread is trustworthy as far as good organizations to donate to that actually go directly to the cause and aren't lining other pockets and things like that. So, right. Um, which I, yeah, which is important and I appreciate that so much. So think they've been doing a lot of research on their end for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just putting the information out there. So they're really the ones that are doing all that work. And I just want to shout them out and appreciate them so much, especially with everything going on, which I, you know, I know you guys already all are very aware of the fires and devastation happening. So, Mm -hmm. um, other than that, um, yeah, yeah, that's that was all I had. I just thought we could mention it in case nope, people aren't idea. sure where to look. That was a good um, idea. I'll link yeah. I'll link that Twitter thread in these episode notes too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. Well, then, I guess we can start talking about this episode, which to me felt like the epitome of a rom com this week. Yeah, like it was a very like we had you know our kind of angsty emotional moments here and there, but they were very much like countered with silly goofy comedy sarcasm um mm-hmm. but i felt like we got some movement too with things that edda finally admitted out loud um yes especially with the way she was being because 
she, man, and I kind of loved that Sarah Khan was calling her out on it this time. Like, he's mm-hmm. been just kind of allowing it for so long because, I mean, let's be real. He probably felt like he deserved it um, and just kind of letting her work it out. But I did like that he kind of finally was like, okay, listen. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it, it led to some good things. So. Yep. I think um, it was all in all a, a really good episode. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, so we start off and Edda Ed Sarah are back at Edda's after Kiraz's whole scare. Everybody's okay. Everybody is fine. <laughs> Kiraz has fully recovered. Um, but they're obviously still kind of shaken. And they start talking about just how happy they are that um, everything is fine. Edda's really happy that he was there for this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And then Khan kind of starts to wax a little poetically about how, what he dreams about in the future when Kiraz is 25. I thought that was so cute. And she's like, you, really don't, cute. you don't think she's going to go to the bar at 18? And he's like, well, of course we know she can, but I'd like to think she's going to wait until she's 25. Yeah. And how him and Edda are going to go too, and they'll dance and they'll embarrass her. And <laughs> it was just, I was like, this is so cute. He's fully stepping into his role as a dad mm-hmm. and he's thinking about the future. And I love that, of course, his future includes Ada. Yeah. And them being a little happy family. And I agree. it was just adorable. It really was. Well, and then um, Ada kind of stomps on it a little bit. I know. But you know what? I love that he called her out and was like, yeah. okay, sorry. You know what? I'll just keep everything bottled up inside. Yeah. I'll Which, stop telling you. I'll stop dreaming. It's, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> But, you know, and I thought that was good because it's, like, the biggest thing we've seen in him this season has been him being finally open and honest about what he's feeling, what why he did the things that he did. So mm-hmm. we don't want to, you know, we don't want that to, we don't want Edda to discourage that by, like, crapping all over it every time he does it. So right. um, even though... We've said this before. We fully understand where she's coming from. It doesn't necessarily Uh mean we agree with her execution of it always. Right. Um, But also, she's human. So. Right. And we tend to have the natural defense mechanism of putting those walls up, Mm -hmm. putting that arm out to keep you at a distance, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So then, um, at this point, Kiraz kind of runs out, right? And, um, and she's all dressed up and, but the biggest point of this is that she, when she talks to Sarah Khan, she calls him Baba and that's what he points out. He's like, you know, my favorite thing about all this is, is that you just called me Baba. And he's like, speaking of, I want to be the very best one I can possibly be. So I'm going to need like all your help and support. Um, and she's kind of like, but I already think you're a great Baba, which I think was so important for her to say, Mm -hmm. um, and she makes a, co- a funny comment about how he looks funny when he gets mad. <laughs> yeah. And then they talk about eating stuff and she's like, oh, I'm going to have a strawberry. And, <laughs> and her parents are like, sorry, we have no sense of humor when it comes to you eating strawberry. <laughs> They're traumatized. And who can blame them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at this point, Safi shows up. Mm-hmm. And um, he comes and apparently did not 
follow the directions that Serkan had strictly given him to come to the door and be sneaky about it because he, Serkan, has not told Edda that mm-hmm. he was planning on having Safi take Kiraz around to look at uh, some private schools to see which ones she would like. And so Edda, of course, it gets her hackles up and she's kind of like, what are you doing? You didn't talk to me about any of this. And Serkan kind of is able to calm her down. He's like, they're just looking. It's not a big deal. You know, I'm thinking about her future. Um, that's all. And she's like, why don't, why didn't I know? <laughs> Which I thought it was funny. He's like, well, now you do. <laughs> well, and I think too, cause she had just suggested like, that they make decisions together from now on regarding Kiraz and all of mm-hmm. that. So then, of course, when Safi shows up, taking her to go look at school, she's like, what the heck? We just agreed that we would, like, make these decisions together. Um, all of his suitcases and stuff show up throughout all this, too, right? Like, yes. Like, suitcases and a desk and even, like, a treadmill. Like, Kiraz needs a treadmill. That little girl is, like, an energizer bunny. Like, she does not need anything else to to drain her. Um, and so they kind of bicker too about like, is there sugar in the cake? Just drink your lemonade. And she's like, Oh my gosh, Sarkhan, it's just date sugar. Like you need to chill. Um, so it's just, we're just seeing more and more of them kind of settling into family life. And right now they clearly have two different ideas of what that is. Cause Sarkhan clearly wants to stay longer than the 15 days that he has Mm -hmm. won in the bet. But Edda is just more like, we're going to be two civilized people who raise our daughter together as in co-parents is like how she keeps basically describing how they're, I assume that's what she means by two civilized people is like, that's what I assume. We're just going to co-parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny though, because when they are bickering after Safi takes Kiraz to go look at schools mm-hmm. and she kind of, you know, gets to her explosion point. I love it that Sarah Khan's like, do you understand why I do this? Like, because if I don't push you to this point to where you're angry and then you finally spill what it is that you're actually thinking and wanting Mm -hmm. to say, we would never, we would never have these conversations. This stuff would never come up because then you only bring up. It's the only time you talk to me. Right. Is when I make Um, you angry. (laughs) mm -hmm. And honestly, I was like, that's so true. I mean, we knew, we've known that, but like, I was like, I love that he's pointing that out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think a lot of us can relate to that. Like, not really saying what you want to say until you're pushed to the point that it just kind of verbal vomits out of your mouth. Like, not everybody is like, let me just say everything I'm thinking and feeling. Like, some people right. are, and that's great. Like, but. Right. But some, most of us, if our significant other is like, what's wrong? You're like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that is a, a normal response and that's a normal way to kind of deal with that and not be, because maybe you're not ready to talk about mm-hmm. things, but obviously Sarah Khan has learned that if he pushes her, mm-hmm. if he continues to push her, then he can finally get her to talk about it. And so... Right. I, I appreciate that he brought that up and that mm-hmm. he maybe she wasn't fully aware that that's how their conversations and their relationship has worked in the past. That's how I took it. Like, yeah, maybe she doesn't even recognize like, oh, you're right. I don't really say this stuff until I'm pushed to it. Right. Um, and so they so he basically is like, so that's why we get to this point. 
Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and he's like, and my whole goal is honestly, I just want, I, I want to earn your forgiveness. Like, right. He knows he messed up. He knows he's the reason that they've been apart for five years, no matter how pure his intentions may have been. Um, right. You know, and she's Edda and she's stubborn and, mm-hmm. you know, so she's like, I already told you, even if you ate raw potatoes and he's like, don't you remember though? We talked, we've talked about this before, like potatoes can change. And, mm-hmm. um, so we just, that's kind of where that conversation leaves off. Um, we, do we want to summarize Angan and Pearl for the yeah, most part? Yeah, we might part? as well. Okay. We might as well because Pearl finally has had it. <laughs> Because she asks Angan to pick up some dry cleaning for her, and he has a terrible excuse as to why he can't that day when he's supposedly going to be home all day and just doing household things and taking care of the house and (laughs) picking up John from school and all of that. And so Pearl's like, fine, I'm going to catch him outright. And she ditches work for the day, and she follows him and ends up following him to his catering job for that specific day. She storms into the house and she's like, where's your girlfriend? Is this your girlfriend? Where are you hiding her? And she ends up finding out about the catering business and that he's doing with with the neighborhood lady, like a neighborhood friend. Um, and she, this is also where she finds out that this particular job is with the prince. She was the principal, right? Yeah, like headmistress principal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of... The school that they've been wanting John to go to since Pearl was pregnant. Um, so this is something that obviously Angan had kind of worked out on purpose mm-hmm. to where he could get an in with her and maybe surprise Pearl with this little connection that he now has. And of course, she's really thrilled and she's happy to meet the te- the principal. And this sort of starts them on a whole um chain of events of trying to get him in because their understanding is that there aren't really openings, but as the episode goes, they find out that there, that one family has dropped out and there's space for one kid. (laughs) (laughs) And what they're going to have to do is it's not a competition. The people keep saying that over (laughs) and over. It's not a competition, but it's a competition. (laughs) But It's a competition. And of course, Pearl being who she is, is like, we're going to we're going to be the best and we're going to win this competition and we're going to smoke everybody else. And she's just raring to go. <laughs> um, so after, oh, and Engen has conveniently not mentioned a word of this to Sarkhan either. Yes, because even at one point, Sarkhan <laughs> does say like, hey, what are you guys going to be doing about John's school? Uh-huh. And Engen just kind of is evasive about it. And then yeah, from what, after that, any scenes with Engen and Parole will have to do with um, – Edda and Sarkhan, so we'll hit those mm-hmm. when we hit those. Yeah. So um, we're back at Edda's house, and of course, because this is Sarkhan Bolat, he has discovered that there are no asparagus or olives or any healthy food <laughs> in the house, and how can this be a Turkish household without olives? And um, and Edda's like, well, we make we basically make a list of things we're out of, and then every week go to the grocery store, so like add this stuff to the list. Yeah. Well, Melo... what we have or go get it yourself. That's kind of what Edda tells you. Right. And Melo and Ifair show up because they're also making a list. And it's so funny. Did you know... Did you notice? 
that when Melo's like, oh, are you making a missing list? I have an item for it. And she holds up her hand. Uh-huh, for wedding like, rings. The ring. <laughs> Our little shipper. I love her. I love um, it. I love it. So Sercon, of course, being Sercon, tries to use his Aniche relationship and get yeah. Melo to do the shopping for him, which she was like going to totally do. She totally would have. <laughs> but Ifair kept taking it out of her hand. Yes. That was her only saving grace was Ifair. Well, and then Edda basically is like, you know what, Sirkan, you can go do the shopping and you know what? you might as well take my aunt's list with you. And we kind of have a, an updated version of the farmer's market because we mm-hmm. discover Sirkan has never been to a supermarket in his 35 years on this earth. <laughs> And he's like, there are just certain things in my life I haven't experienced and I have no desire to. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, too bad. You want all this stuff? Go get your precious asparagus. Um, so it's really funny. And I love it because, you know, I fair, I think it's I fair who winds up saying, oh, so you're saying only women can go to the grocery store and do this? And he's like, of course not. Like, men do that too. I'm just not one of those men <laughs> who does that. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so good we wind up with him at the supermarket of course um mm-hmm. and it's just comedy gold um yeah Denise- he tries to pawn it off on a on an employee <laughs> which i was like how totally sarcon he's like look if i pay you you can do this for me right <laughs> so funny and the guy's like we don't offer that service here <laughs> and so denise winds up calling him in the midst of this mm-hmm. and um and I love it because he, again, we get that line where he's like, we're no, we're keeping this professional. Cause she's like, can I call you Sarkon? He's like, yeah, let's keep the Bay and the Hanum because we're working as professionals together. Yeah. Um, so again, not giving her any kind of ideas. And then he ends up asking that same employee for, um, helping how to pick out a watermelon. So the guy kind of shows him the routine of what to do. Um, so we know he's just busy trying to figure out how to shop at a supermarket. He's overwhelmed looking at the variety of beans and fruits and all. It's just I, that whole scene is really funny. And it's even funnier yeah. when Edda winds up showing up in a little bit. But uh, we switch over to Karem. He's working at the Bola house. He's frustrated. Doesn't feel mm-hmm. like he's good enough. And Pina's basically trying to encourage him and say, look, Take your stuff to Sercon. That's what he's here for. It's going to be rough. He's probably going to tear your stuff up. He's probably going to crumple it up, but he will yeah. give you good points to make you better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was good that she was kind of preparing him for how Sercon is. So uh, meanwhile, back at the grocery store, Sercon calls Engin because he's drowning there trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. And he's like, listen, Edda will basically like laugh in my face and not you know, not give me any reprieve if she finds out I'm struggling here. And then of course she's right behind him because she knew he would be struggling at the grocery store and that it would, he would just be stuck trying to pick between five different varieties of the same thing and not because he's going to want to pick out the quote perfect thing. Mm -hmm. So she came to basically help him. Yeah. So he's kind of, he teases her with green beans, which is a funny thing. I guess because she hates green beans and they gross yeah. her out. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he's like sticking them in her face and being ridiculous with those. And then he gives a dissertation on watermelon. <laughs> but it's totally like you can totally tell it's a double-edged conversation. Yes. Well, and Ada catches it too. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, he denies it and then she gets all bent out of shape <laughs> of course she does because yeah because he's basically like talking about look basically about how you know something's still ready if it's too fresh if it's this if it's that you know if it needs more time all these things that could be very applicable to his and edda's relationship and she's she's entertained by it though like oh, you can yeah. tell because she's kind of cracking up um has you know shows her how to tap the wall. this is all stuff he literally learned five seconds ago but he's like showing her how he just knows like you have to tap it like this he's an expert now yes it's hilarious and so uh we go through this whole thing she's laughing and then he basically is like let me prove it to you so he actually has that guy cut that watermelon and of course it tastes delicious you know um and then he winds up saying um she says, are you trying to give me a message based on watermelon? And he's like, no, don't you trust me? We're just picking out a watermelon. And then um, she, after she eats it, he's like, see, you need to make the most of it when it's delicious like that. And then he, she says, um, are you flirting with me right in the middle of the supermarket? And he's like, where is this coming from? No, we're just grocery shopping. I don't understand you, Ida. I mean, I'm trying to change because she's like frustrated at this point mm-hmm. too. He's like, I'm trying to show you that I'm changing and you don't seem to believe me. And he's like, excuse. And I love this because he's like, excuse me, but why am I the only one changing? You mm-hmm. need to change too. And of course she gets defensive because she's like, what do I need to change? Well, and this is when her, isn't that when her mood totally shifts? Right. Well, because he says, you're stubborn as a goat, Edda. Are you kidding me? Like, you don't seem to, you, like, nothing I'm doing right now is good enough. You're not, you're not happy about any of this. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, what is this about? I mean, you're the one that said even potatoes can change. Yeah. And she says, yes, but I also told you I wouldn't believe you even if you ate raw potatoes. So then what does he do? Oh my gosh. Dude is like. (laughs) Now, okay. I mean, this is, this is me just being practical. I'm like, that thing had to at least be like parboiled or something Mm -hmm. because it, there's, there's no way he could that easily take a potato and chomp. He ate the biggest piece of potato. And he kept eating more bites. No, for sure that thing was like baked and they just added those crunching sounds for when he bit because into it. There's no way. There's he no way. He would have to have the strongest teeth in the world and I, I, just hilarious. Just to bite it, not – Yes, just to bite much it. Much less but, chew it. But raw potatoes are so hard. They're – yes, they are. <laughs> so – and it's funny. So when he walks over and picks it up, he's like, look at This one's dirty. It's probably got worms in it. Yeah, it's probably wormy. And she's like, Sarkon, Yakma, like you – like don't do this. And she – but he just <laughs> chomps on that thing. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So – you know, I love that he's pointing out to her like, hey, you need to meet me in the middle here. Like, I am trying and you need to recognize that. And the thing is, we know she does. She just won't admit it to him right. because she's scared he's going to bolt again. And I right. can't bl- I can't blame her for that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Then- so they head back home, <laughs> and uh, I get, he's been drinking a bunch of water because I guess he needs to counteract the dirt of the, the potato. Dirt. <laughs> he has to flush all the dirt out of his system. <laughs> so he's trying to balance that out, and he he kind of again he's almost scolding her a little mm-hmm. bit with this or you know just holding her accountable and yeah. and calling her out a little mm-hmm. and he says i mean you know if this was the old sarkhan he would directly go to the hospital for a checkup and so she's like okay i'm gonna tell you something but don't get mad and she says you know i told you that i don't believe you when you said you can change and i do believe you i mean if you say you're gonna do something you'll do it you ate that crusty, earthy, raw potato for nothing. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, because she kind of laughs. And he's like, oh, you think that's funny, huh? It's not funny <laughs> at all. <laughs> so she just kind of says, look, I don't want any more problems between us. He mm-hmm. says, me either. And then they see that Denise has showed up. And, of course, she trolls him about it. And he's like, well, I don't want her. So let's go hide. Yeah. But she's like, no, she's she's not going to go away. Let's just basically go deal with her. So Denise is, of course, flirty. Edda gets all scoffy. And because we know she's jealous. Yeah. And Denise, I love it because she's like, listen, Edda, I've spent years trying to make boys into men. So when I see a man who's already a man, I'm going to, I'm basically going to acknowledge it. And she says something like, it's been so hard to find someone with a rock hard brain and a rock solid body. I'm going to miss her so much when she leaves. I I know, me too. I think the episode that just aired today. I think this was her last one. Oh, um, yeah. So I think this is the last one we're gonna see her in. I just, so, I just or maybe love, next time. Anyways, she's I she's on her way her. out. But I do. I love her. I, so I loved much. her. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good. So she says oh, she has a surprise God. for Sarah Khan, and he's like, "Okay, well, if it's professional, then basically, yeah, we can discuss this." And she's like, "Well, yeah. can we go somewhere?" And he's like, "Yeah, we can go to a cafe." Blah, blah, blah. So they're going to head out to do that. Um, and so Edda, meanwhile, she's working at home. This is mm-hmm. obviously a little bit of time has passed. Uh, Melo shows up and basically admits right away, listen, IFR sent me here to be a spy. Like she yeah. wants to know what's going on with Kiraz's school and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, Idon's being all nosy and concerned. Or I'm sorry, IFR's being all nosy and concerned about what if Serkan leaves again. And this is when Edda kind of admits like, well, listen, I'm kind of concerned about that too. I'm not worried that he's going to leave Kiraz at all. Like I totally believe he's committed to her, but I don't know about me. Like he, you know, Mm -hmm. basically like he says that he is, but we've been down that road before and he's still left. So I love that she's admitting that she's afraid of that as well. Um, But Melo goes to bat for him and she's like, look, He's yeah. clearly trying. Like, he went to the supermarket for you. He ate the dang potato for you. <laughs> like, you know, and she's like, well, he's out with Denise right now. And Melo's like, oh, just hang on a second. She's like, that woman tags herself everywhere she is. Let me find her. So, well, it, go ahead. Except it doesn't really help because <laughs> Melo does find her her Instagram story. That's at least what it looks like. Uh-huh. And she pulls it up for Ada and she's like, see, no big deal. <laughs> Look, they're just having food. 
And Ada is immediately irritated. She's thinking, she's like, oh, he can't find asparagus here, so he goes to find asparagus with her. They're Quote, practically asparagus. hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. She's like, they're practically holding hands. And she gets all upset. I told him. I told him that no other, I wouldn't allow any other woman in Kiraz's life. And he goes out there. She just goes from zero to 60. Oh, yeah. Immediately. And Melo's kind of like, okay, maybe it's not, maybe it's just a work situation. Maybe it's not a big deal. She's trying to calm her down. Well, and she even points out, like, you're in a jealous rage right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what this is. This has nothing to do with Kiraz. Um, and she points out her hypocrisy, too, mm-hmm. that, oh, you're supposed to be able to do whatever you want. You told him to go away and, and go live his own life, but now you're seeing this and suddenly mm-hmm. you're not happy about it. Mm-hmm. So um, then Kiraz winds up coming home. We learn she didn't like any of the schools because they all had to wear uniforms. Um right. right. And they wind up deciding to make a Sachma cakes and they tell Kiraz about what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go off and do that. So um, after they do that and they're like, yeah, it did. It just kind of like, it did make me feel better. It was good to like expel that energy and do a Sachma cake with you guys. She asks Melo for an update. How is the cafe stuff going with mm-hmm. Barack and this and that. And Melo just says, you know, change is good. Um, you know, I think it's important, you know, she does point out that, that he misses, she's like, well, I've, I've talked to him and he does miss you. And she's like, well, you know what, right now this change is needed and it's good. And I support Milo in that. Yeah. So Sarah Khan winds up coming back. Of course, it is being all cold <laughs> and he's like, and he reads right into it and he's like, yeah. did I upset you? And it's funny because she's like, uh, She's like, no, you can have asparagus with whoever you want. And that's when he's like, how do you know? I basically like, how does she know I had asparagus? Oh, so you were spying on me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, Melo just happened to see where Denise was. And he's like, okay. And again, he calls her out and he's like, listen, mm-hmm. you have a double standard. You can have your booba days, but I, like, I can't go and have a professional lunch with someone who I've basically made it very clear I don't want in any way, shape, or form. Many, many, many times. Many times. So, you know, but of course, who likes being called out? So she just kind of like storms out. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, fine, you you live here and I'll go live somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) So she like storms off. Well, um... He, I, we switch a scene, but I'll just continue with this one for yeah, right now. Yeah. So Sirkon follows her and he's mm-hmm. trying to get her attention and she stops in the middle of the street, turns around to like, you know, whatever, bicker with him and a car starts coming. So he not only, here's the thing, he not only doesn't just yank her out of the way, he picks her up and pivots so that if the car were going to hit them, he would be the mm-hmm. one to be hit because he basically switches their positions. Right. And I was like, of course, that's what Sarah Kambola would do. Of course, he yeah. would stick himself in front of a moving car for yeah. Edda Yildiz. Like, um, well, and of course, you know, we haven't had really many of these like DZ danger swoops in no. Central Kapama. They were a plenty in Air Kanjikush because, because of how Sanem Son is. is just a. <laughs> She's just a crackhead. <laughs> but, but, you know, Ada doesn't necessarily need to be saved very mm-hmm. often by Sir Khan in these ways. Mm-hmm. So this was I maybe the first one that we've had. 
So him kind yeah. of doing that and then bodily shifting her, uh-huh. picking her up like she weighs nothing. Yep. She is shaken up. She's mm-hmm. shaken up and then she kind of immediately forgives him because he's able to prove. He says, okay, look. And he shows her the picture that it was mm-hmm. all three people. And then her attitude has completely changed you know what's funny too before he does that when she's kind of so caught up in that moment and she's mm-hmm. like did you just save my life and he's mm-hmm. like yeah i'm pretty sure i exist for that <laughs> <laughs> so um so really quickly we do have a scene with um i don and kemal he's starting to move his stuff in and he's also just trying to encourage Idon because he can see that she's like distracted but not really sure why and she winds up bringing up fatherhood in 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 essence of Sercon and how he's really stepped into the role but trying to gauge his feelings on it and you know he basically is like yeah that's not really my thing if I was gonna do that it would have been in the cards a long time ago I'm just not really into that I love this because here's the thing not a whole lot can not really anything I don't think can redeem Idon for me personally Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's, I love that this is forcing her to see a tiny taste of what Edda was going through and understanding maybe why she wasn't like, let me just hurry and tell this man that he's going to have a child that he doesn't want. Because yeah. she's not just blurting out that Sarkhan is his after Kimal makes that comment about fatherhood not being suited for him. So. Yeah, and don't even get me started on how much of a coward she is. So oh, yes. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that this whole situation uh, makes her eat a whole lot of humble pie when it comes to Edda mm-hmm. and how she has treated her and how Edda has made her own decisions about her daughter. Yep. Because, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's the whole thing is so irritating with Idon because she has just fully descended mm-hmm. into this garbage person as a character, yep. and it's so frustrating. But yeah, I since mean, episode twenty nine, it has just yeah. been total destruction of her character. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, I'm not mad about it in the sense of like the character direction. I mean, I right, I'm mad at her, the character, because I'm supposed to be, you know, right. I'm not mad that they, like, because honestly, I don't think after from 29 to 39, to me, I just was so done with her that I'm like, I kind of don't want to see her redeemed. Um, Yeah, not every character needs a redemption. Right. And so I kind of like that through season two, that was just kind of kept carried out. Like, she reverted back to her hatred of Edda and referring to her Mm -hmm. as the florist girl. She's being a coward, telling Sarkhan about their relationship, number one. And then now she's being a coward, telling both of them about the actual paternity of Sarkhan. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of here for it in that sense. Like, yeah, she's really almost playing the villain. She's kind of mm -hmm. the biggest villain Mm -hmm. character that we've had in season Mm -hmm. two so far, because Denise, we all know she's not a real true villain. She's really just more of a distraction and a a funny character, extra character to have. Yeah. We all love her. Right. (laughs) And so with Aidan, she has been a lot more villainous when Mm -hmm. it comes to Ed Sarah getting back together Mm -hmm. All of the custody nonsense that she's been doing. Right. Everything with Kimal. 
even the way she kind of treats Kimo is just pretty jacked up. Yeah, like, for a dude that's waited 30 plus five years for her, like, to yeah. openly, like, embrace their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we basically see her whole, we do wind up finding out that he for sure is the father because there was a DNA test. Mm -hmm. Um, the kids wind up overhearing Kiraz and John. So they actually know before anyone else and Safi and Idon basically bribe them with ice cream. They try to keep quiet about it. They try. (laughs) Um, but as we'll find out when we get to that scene, it doesn't quite work. So, um, that's kind of the whole thing. She, she honestly, she winds up telling him in a voicemail at the end of the episode because she's Mm -hmm. a coward. So of course that's how she's going to do it. She tries to tell him on the phone, but he drops his phone and doesn't hear it. And then was, is kind of like, okay, whatever. And just kind of hangs up the phone. So he doesn't really know what his mom was calling to tell him. He's annoyed because he's still mad about the whole relationship thing being hidden from him. Right. Um, when he gave her plenty of opportunity to tell him the truth. Yes. And so, yeah. So she winds up leaving it in a voicemail, which mm-hmm. I'm just like, you've got to be kidding. And based on At the At least fra- it's on par with her character. Yes. And based on the fragments, it looks like he's not the one who hears that voicemail. It seems like Ed is the one who hears it and probably mm. deletes it and is like, you need to tell your son face to face. Like, Good. um so I imagine that's probably what happened in today's episode at some point. I'm kind of hoping when we get there, I'm kind of hoping they go more making it kind of a comedy thing and not something so heavy. Like, I mean, even though in real life it'd be a whole identity crisis, let's be real. Um, right. But, but they can pass over it pretty smoothly if they want to. Yes. So I'm thinking other than him, hopefully just being more mad at his mom, because I'm just here for that. I'm here for mm-hmm. him being pissed at his mom and kind of punishing her. Yeah. I kind of hope it's a comedy thing between him and Kimal after this, like just kind of figuring out their whatever, whatever is the dynamic going to be between them. And I kind of mm-hmm. hope it serves as some comic relief. I um, think they, they could use that really well for mm-hmm. comedy in almost having situations where they're marrying each other. Uh-huh. Like if you remember that one episode of Gilmore Girls when Lorelai goes with Emily to that spa and she has this moment with her where they're both taking off their makeup and doing their cold cream and their nighttime yes. routine and she looks over and they both do the exact same motions mm-hmm. at the same time and she kind of realizes, oh my gosh. So <laughs> they, they could totally have situations like that where they're accidentally mirroring each other and well, or they have the same tendencies mm-hmm. or habits that kind of a thing could well be and really i th- funny i think that i think they've kind of hinted at that because even safety points out the way they look alike they both have a strawberry allergy yes all this stuff so i the think way they act about certain things yes so yeah. i think you're on to something and we're probably going to get some comedy relief where like they say something at the same time like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so anyhow that could be great yeah so um uh, Why don't we cover, because um, at, at this point, um, a little bit later, because Engin and Perol are kind of gearing up for the competition, mm-hmm. and then that night, Pina and Karem come for him to show Serkan his drawings. Yes, and we already know she kind of hyped him up on how he needs to expect Serkan to be. They do show up there. She's like, let's go. And it's funny because she's kind of like, oh, we came at a good time because look how happy he looks right now with Edda. Like, right, because she had just been telling Ke- uh, Karem how 
mean he can be and he's very exacting he even tells me that i yes i'm his cousin but he even tells me i have to call him sarkon bay <laughs> and then they look over as they're saying all this stuff about how harsh he can be and then karam's like are you sure <laughs> <laughs> so she's like we're in luck let's go so yeah it turn when they show up edda knows exactly what they're there for and so right. she kind of sends them inside to see kiraz and she basically tells sarkon listen He's not like me. You cannot, like with me, yes, you can be harsh like that. It motivates me. It pushes me. That is not who Karem is. Like, I know him. You need to encourage him. You know, and of course, Serkan's like, the best gift I can give him is brutal honesty, especially in a professional set. You know, he's just, he's very robotic when it comes to work. And she's like, listen, you can still be honest. I'm not saying you need to pretend his stuff is amazing, but encourage him by pointing out the things that he's done right or done well. Mm-hmm. So that he's motivated to improve the things that he didn't like. Right. And basically says, and if you don't, I will tear you apart like a wild animal. And you won't have <laughs> anywhere to sleep tonight, not even the floor. Yeah. So good. So he ends up going easy on, <laughs> on him. Although you can tell it's costing him Oh, like yeah. everything he's like yeah. he looks like he's struggling yes he yeah, does he really does trying to figure out gracious ways <laughs> to say what he wants to say when realistically he wants to tear it up uh-huh um, so it is it's a funny little montage because then we kind of see them we don't see the words to it but he does sh- obviously show him ways to improve suggestions mm-hmm. things like that um but that's mm-hmm. just kind of done to music so yeah. then Oh my gosh. Then we get the can't breathiest scene. Yes. We've gotten in a very long time. In a long time. In a long time. Like we've had good scenes, but this was a legit like I'm holding my breath. What is about to happen here? Yeah. Like And this I was I was so happy about the scene because it was Edda purely allowing herself to say yes and to just enjoy <laughs> whatever <laughs> her, he was asking her attraction to uh-huh. stick on uh-huh. and to just go with it because yes. we know he's been so forward and mm-hmm. he's been so open this whole season right. but she has still been very protective of her heart she's had her walls up she hasn't been very receptive to his advances thus right. far and this is really feels like the first time that she's like okay mm-hmm. because kiraz is asleep and uh he's like look my arm hurts a lot can we just sleep together tonight i don't want to mm-hmm. sleep on the floor i can't do it and so it does like you can't fool me Serkan. and Serkan says and i saved your life today <laughs> Do you do you think I'm worthy of just sleeping on the floor? Is that all yeah. I'm worth? So she relents and she says, fine, okay, sleep on my bed. And he scoots up to her. He gets all in her face. And he says, are you sure? And we love a man who makes sure he's got proper consent. <laughs> and she's just kind of looking off to the side. And then she looks up at him and says, yes. So... <laughs> she like, like barely breathes the word out uh-huh <laughs> and he says uh should we not sleep together i wonder and then she, she's like you know um I, I i i couldn't think right now either i guess i'm tired so he says i mean i wouldn't touch you at all 
I, I won't touch you. I won't bother you. Mm-hmm. Um, but <gasps> here it comes. Says, here it but, comes. But, mm-hmm. but, but, can I ask you for something? <sighs> and, and she already looks like all he has to do is move a tiny quarter of an inch, and she's gonna suck his face as hard as she oh, can. Oh, a hundred percent. She is under the spell. And she, oh gosh, their, their eyes here are everything. And he says, I want to do something right now if you'd allow me. And so she says, yes. And then I like, I stopped breathing. He like. I was like, we got a wolf sniff. I, okay, look, I look, at, look at my notes. Look at my notes. <laughs> I wrote huge wolf sniff. I had forgotten like, how much I missed the wolf sniff. The wolf sniff because <gasps> you know that is a that is a very John Divot trademark. Oh, it's a very, very, very. And because it was all about Sanem Sen. Yes, and but to see Sarakon do, I was like, well, and he oh like he like God. brushes her hair out of the one side of her face. So he's got like direct access to her neck, like a vampire. Mm-hmm. It's the Dimitri coming out on him, and he—that's his vampire character on his other I know DZ, that. by the way. Okay, I just wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking so- about about <laughs> neck bites. <laughs> Oh my god! Off in my own world. Pardon me. <laughs> so he, well, yeah, you looked a little like I was like, oh, do I need to explain who Dimitri is? I was, Sorry, I didn't realize you were fantasizing about, about other a, things. I was about a different neck bite. <laughs> in Throne of Glass, right? Something happens in Throne of Glass, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Okay, but you wouldn't so. know that, would you? <laughs> so, so he leans in, takes a big old whiff. And I'm sorry. How is she not a puddle on the I floor? I don't know. Oh my gosh, Kristen! I'm, like, listen. <laughs> oh my gosh, my literal, my literal note says I think we'll need to clean up and mop Edda off the floor. <laughs> We're definitely not best friends. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So she is somehow still standing, probably barely. I bet yeah, if you I'm brushed sure her, her with a feather, legs, she'd legs she'd fall shaking. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, I've missed your scent so much. So, so he, oh my gosh, that whiff. And then, so she's like, um, I'll sleep on the floor. You can sleep in my bed. (laughs) And now he's in all seductive sultry mode. So he like low and growly asks her if she's sure. And he's like, what if you can't resist? It's quite cold on the floor. (laughs) And she's like, if you knew the things I've resisted. <laughs> like, I mean, we just witnessed one thing in uh-huh, a gym. Uh-huh. So she's like, um, I'll do the floor bed. And then she skedaddles on out of there before mm-hmm. his his magnetic field just completely pulls her in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was such a good scene. And he his face after that, I took like a screenshot of just like the look on his face after. Like... <laughs> He knows he's affected her, and I love it. I love it oh, so much. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that I, I was not prepared for that at no, all when no. I watched it. Whew. So the next morning, they wake up and they are 
fully snoogled and oh, Kiraz is there. Oh, so cute. She's oh. rubbing his arm all cute, like the little cutie she is. And he wakes up and he sees his girls with him. And but, but he, don't you know Edda wakes up first? And yes. smiles. Like, yes, but it's that whole, you know, the brain has not connected mm-hmm. to the rest of the body yet. See, I thought that, but then she like... She's up for a few seconds, smiles, and then, like, snuggles closer. So I thought it was more her being like, okay, I am aware of this, but I like it. And since he's still asleep, I'm going to enjoy it. Like, See, so he I doesn't thought it know. Was, maybe you're right. I I read it more as self-conscious. Not self-conscious. Um, I know what you mean. Her first, Subconscious. Like what, yeah. Like, like what she, she normally does when she first wakes up. Right. And kind of was... Woke up, oh, yeah, this is really comfortable, and then mm-hmm. snuggle back down, not really thinking, oh, I'm in bed with Serkan. See, um, but I thought, I like, when I was looking, I was like, her, I felt like she kind of realized, because she looks at him like, huh, but then just smiles, because I think she realizes, I like it, and so I'm just going to revel in it. Maybe she, I mean, I, I'm done with that, if she <laughs> just was thinking, I'm going to be sneaky and enjoy mm-hmm. this, because he's still asleep. Uh, yes. And then, of course, Kiraz wakes up, like you said, which then kind of wakes Serkan up. He looks down at Edda, who's pretending to be asleep, mm-hmm. and he's all smiley and happy. And yeah, is he cl- snu- kind of snuggles back in. He snuggles back in, puts his hand closer and tighter around her. And that's when I think she realizes, like, okay, like I need, because to me, I'm like, when she got up, I was like, you're totally pretending to be mad. Like, you mm. knew you guys were all snuggled. And so she wakes up like, what is this? And then she's like, well, good morning. Cause they're all three together. And then they wind up having a pillow fight and he's like, attack mom, attack mom. And then Kiraz loses a tooth. Now I think Maya actually lost a tooth in the middle of filming this episode. And I, I think that's why they wrote it in. They had to write it in. Because in one of this, in the scene before it, she does have all her teeth and then actually one is missing. So... I was like, oh, I think she actually lost a tooth and they had to figure out a way to write that in. That's um, what I assumed. Yeah. And of course, That's funny. <laughs> they look for it and Serkan finds it. And he's like, he's like, here, take it. This is disgusting. This is so gross. And, and I'm like, and- boy, you're lucky you missed the diaper phase I, of your exactly daughter's childhood. That's exactly what I was thinking. Childhood. I was thinking, man, he wouldn't have been able to handle her as an infant or a toddler if he can't handle a, a tooth being a lost. A tooth. The, the grief. The gum is more disgusting because it's usually, it bleeds and stuff. The tooth isn't what's disgusting. Like, yeah. it's the bloody gum and he can't even handle a little baby tooth. Yeah. So that was, that was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get... Um, we kind of oh yeah we switch yeah. over yeah we switch over to kind of just some family time. <laughs> Kiraz is talking about this drawing that she mm-hmm. has made, mm-hmm. and <laughs> they're like, "Oh, it looks beautiful. Tell us about your drawing." And she says, "Oh, this is our house. There's you. There's me. There's uh, Baba." And they see something else, and so they ask who the other person is in the picture. And she says, oh, it's my sibling. And Edda chokes. <laughs> Serkan's like, his little spidey senses are tingling because he's like, oh, a sibling? <laughs> I loved this scene because they are having to figure out what to tell her. Mm-hmm. And 
Ada is making it very clear. Look, you need to explain why we can't have a sibling here. And so Sarkon very uh, deftly, uh, deftly, he says, you know, these things, because Ada's kind of, kind of prompts him well mm-hmm. we can't have a sibling because why don't you tell her Serkan? <laughs> <laughs> and he says you know these things are decided by your mom your mom is the decider of these things so you know if you really want a sibling you're gonna have to convince her and talk her into it but just know that your baba is always ready <laughs> is always ready I'm sure he is after five years. He's probably always standing at attention. I was like, Serkan, you little opportunist. He is. <laughs> that, I feel like that's him this entire episode. He is Serkan the opportunist uh-huh. because every chance he gets, he is taking advantage. And I, <laughs> that killed me. I mean, he was like, your father is, don't worry, your father is always. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. So good. So, um, yeah. So after we sidestep the whole sibling issue. Mm -hmm. um, Because the Sesgins arrive. They they take all of the tension out by coming mm -hmm. um, and showing up. And John and Kiraz go off to play. And then Engin and Pearl... um, they start chatting. Yeah. So this is when we find out that, the, you know, they kind of kept it from Sarah Connor and Edda that they were trying to get John into this school. Mm-hmm. And so then they're basically like, well, what the heck? You know, like, well, you know what? Kiraz is just as good. She's going to get into that school instead of John and blah, blah, blah. Like, it starts this yeah. whole thing. And um, Edda kind of decides, like, you know what? Like, we should ask your mom, Sarah Khan. Like, she has connections everywhere. I bet she mm-hmm. could pull strings to get us in, blah, blah, blah. And at first, Sarah Khan refuses, but she gives him her doe eyes and is like, it's for your daughter. So he's mm-hmm. like, fine, we'll go ask her. Because, of course, he doesn't want to talk to his mom about anything. Mm-hmm. So um, then um, we get... Oh, we get Barack remembering the kiss. Yes, Barack finally starts to remember. He Stuff starts to make him, like, flashback to... That night in a conversation he's having and he's kind of like, oh, crap. Like, I think I know why now Melo wanted to leave. Like, yeah, they're not on the same page at all. Basically, they do wind up talking. Yeah. Um, and he tries to apologize. He tries to apologize. Well, and at one point, too, she finally confides in iFair because at some point yes. they learn iFair figures out that Idon and Safi know something's up with her that iFair has no idea about. And so Ifair is basically like, tell me what's going on. So Melo confesses and confides mm-hmm. in her. And Ifair is like, oh my gosh, like I feel so bad because here I was like trying to parade him around and pushing him and Edda together. I didn't know you felt that way. And, you know, now the more and more I look at it, you know, like you two would be suited, but you know, maybe he just wants to take things slow. So now she's trying to like encourage her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Melo's just kind of like, I just want, she just wants the distance there for now, you know? Yeah. Um, but Ifair does wind up intervening and inviting Barack over. Right. Um, and so we do wind up with a, not really a confrontation, but Melo and Barack wind up talking, you know, on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And they're still on two different planets because Barack is thinking, like, I'm just some guy that, like, forced myself upon her and, like, kissed her. And yeah. that's clearly not what Melo was thinking at all. And... um 
so she's still upset and she's like, you don't get it. Like, yeah, you know, all this stuff. It just, nothing really gets resolved. Yeah. Cause he says he wants things to go back to the way that they were. Mm-hmm. And he thinks he's solving things by telling her, Melo, you're like a sister to me. Oh and at that point, I was really proud of Melo during this conversation mm-hmm. because when this happens and, um, sorry, I have to find my notes since it was so, oh yeah. So I said, I said, good for her <laughs> yeah. because she basically says, look, the cafe subject is over for me. Mm-hmm. Things can't go back to the way that they were. And I'm yeah. really sorry, but we need to close the subject because I'm going to continue to work at this new cafe. Yeah. I won't be coming back. Yep. So I was really proud of her for protecting her heart. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would not be mad if that was the end of that mm-hmm. with her and Barack. Mm-hmm. I don't know, obviously, how the episode went today. Right. I don't know. So I could be wrong. They might still be pursuing this whole storyline. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind if that was that and they were done and they both move on and we get somebody better for Melo. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. So yeah, I, I do admire the way they're having her handle it. She's not just like taking whatever scraps he's giving her. Yep. Or any, you know, she's just like, Yeah, no, she's like, yeah, maybe my heart is broken and hurt right now, but, like, I'm not going to continue to torture myself. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of where things wind up with them. He still doesn't get it. He does mention it to, like, I think to Karem at one point, like, yeah, it's weird because I can't really stop thinking about the kiss now that I've remembered it. Um, Right. You know, and so, yeah, so he's he's got some soul searching to do. Yeah, he does. So, um. Then so Edser heads to the Bolots, right? Yeah. So Edser shows up with Kiraz, um, you know, so she gets some Baba Ani time with Kiraz for a few minutes. But it's basically, you know, Edda explains why they're there because things start to get icy because then Kimal walks out and Sarakhan's right. like, oh, I see he's moved into my house and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You know, and, and again, he's talking about it being fast and Kimal's yes. like fast under mm-hmm. his breath, more like 35 years is <laughs> right. And yeah. I understand Kimal, but I understand Serkan too. And this is all his mom's fault, like for not telling him. Oh yeah. So he's mad about it. And unfortunately, a par- Kimal comes with that. So he's mad at Kimal mm-hmm. too, because yeah. at any point, Kimal also could have been like, listen, Idon, <laughs> you've got this long to tell your son. Or I am because I am his business partner, as far as I still recall. Correct? He is well, technically a partner. Well, and he was trying. He, to be yes. fair, he was trying. He kept trying to get a yes. hold of Serkan during that whole madness. Yes. Until finally, he was like, "Fine, screw you, Idon. If you don't mm. want to tell him, and you're not right. going to acknowledge our relationship ever, then I'm right. leaving." Well, and I mean, from Serkan's perspective, though, he's probably thinking like he oh, could have told me during all right, this time right, too, right. because he doesn't okay. really know. Oh, sorry if you can hear that. Let <laughs> just bang no, the wall. Um, you know, so he's probably th- – that would explain kind of his iciness toward Kemal too. Yes. So – That's a good point. Basically, we're just trying to establish, like, things aren't great between them because, of course, that adds to the whole paternity dilemma. Mm-hmm. So Ed is like, okay, let's talk about why we're here. So she explains the whole thing with the school. Of course, Idon is like, you know, of course, I, you know, I will. And Ed is like, well, what if I even sweeten the pot by saying – Kimal and Sirkan will have breakfast together if you can get her in. Like, mm-hmm. and so of course Idon's like, I'll do anything. Yes. Like, I want that so badly. Blah, blah, blah. So she's like, got her wheels turning. She's going to do what she can, use her connections to get Kiraz into this school. Yeah. So 
Of course, Sarah Khan begrudgingly agrees to this breakfast thing when Ida offers it because, again, it's for Kiraz. Right. So, so Ida kind of thinks, okay, why don't we go look at the horses, Kiraz? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> she's thinking, let me take her out of this situation mm-hmm. and they can deal with whatever they need to deal with and Idan can call her people and work all her connections. Well, because doesn't she come out and kind of point out that it's like awkward and uncomfortable? And Sarkhan's well, like, Kiraz does too. Yes, Kiraz is like, that's what I mean. The, why isn't anybody talking? Yes. And Sarkhan is <laughs> like, well, sometimes when there's, you know, stuff happening between adults, they just, there's nothing to say. And she's kind of like, well, that's stupid because I can always find something to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, so, yeah. And it, it takes her to the nameless horse to look at. Um, yeah. And so they ask, uh, Ser- she she asks Sarkhan to tell Kiraz the story mm-hmm. about the nameless horse. And he says, of course. So, you know, this horse always throws me off off its back whenever I try to ride it. Sometimes it allows me to pet it, but sometimes it doesn't care. And he won't, uh, it doesn't care about me at all. <laughs> and then he, you can see kind of the light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I think I found a name for the horse. I'm going to call it Yildiz. <laughs> so funny. And of course, Kiraz loves that. Ed is like, oh, okay, but uh-huh. I mean, he's not wrong. It's well, and he says, hard to reach like a star, but amazing to watch. Oh, so yeah. sweet. I love Super him. Super sweet. And then the way, of course, he looks at her, and then, you know, they kind of soften the moment a little bit by um, they feed the horses, and then it's kind of just cute. So, yeah. um, so then. We, you know, Ifer calls Edda. She's kind of whining why she's not a part of the whole school thing, blah, blah, blah. So she's coming mm-hmm. to the bolots. So basically, Idon, Ifer, and Safi are now sitting down with the headmistress of this school. And um, Edser's discussing, you know, Edda's discussing like, okay, well, I hope she can make this happen without anything like bad happening. And he's like, have you met my mother? Like, if she sets her mind to something, she's going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, Edda ends up being right because Aidan tries to, quote, make a donation to the school. But, of course, we know it's a bribe. Yeah. And the headmistress is like, um, excuse me, I'm super offended by this. Like, yeah. how dare you? And she's about to leave. But they kind of calm her down for at least a second to have some tea and refreshments. Well, Ifair had wound up bringing this, like, pastry of sorts or something. And when she bites into it, the lady, like is just brought back to her childhood. It makes her nostalgic. And she's Mm -hmm. like, what in the world? Where did this come from? How did you do this? This is just like my grandmother used to make. Like, so it kind of softens her up. And then she does wind up saying, okay, well, because of you, I'll tell you, we did have Mm -hmm. a family dropout. There is, you know, we are going to meet with two family, you know, we are going to meet with two families who, um, you know, want the spot and then we'll make a decision based on interviews, blah, blah, blah. So basically allows for Ed Sarah to be the other couple that they will be interviewing um, for this spot. Thanks to Ifer's magic pastries. Yes. So um, so So it's competition time. It's competition time. Yeah. Ed Sarah and Angan and Pearl, they leave the the kids at the Bolots. Yes. Yeah. And they head over. um, (laughs) And he asks Edda. Oh, my gosh. He's going to take full advantage. He's like, 
Wait, which part are you talking about? When when they're leaving, when they've left with the, they've left the kids, so they each couple goes off to start prepping, and he is like, "Do you think John is in love with Kiraz?" Oh <laughs> yes, and Edna's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "They're always holding hands and hugging this and that." She's like, "They're little kids, Sarkon." Like, <laughs> yeah, she's kind of saying, "What's wrong with you?" They're he's children. He's gonna be a nightmare when I know Kiraz starts dating. Like, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Can we yeah. can we petition for a friends to lovers DZ with grown up um Kiraz <laughs> and John in the future, please? That would be really cute. Right? Anyways, so um, So and I feel like they would go really well together because John is all his little super smart mechanic mechanical mm-hmm. brain and then Kiraz is gonna be you know, she's a little more on the wild side. Yes. But she could definitely become an architect when she grows up, mm-hmm. like her baba. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so but no, you're right. Sarkon's gonna take full advantage of the situation because he's already talking I about how they need to act it. like husband and wife. Yeah. He's like, we need to hold hands because we need to act like <laughs> we're gonna have to act like husband and wife for the sake of our daughter, blah blah blah. We can do this. For the um, sake of our daughter, that becomes the mantra for the rest of the episode. Yes. For the sake of our daughter. Between yes. both of them. Yes. And it's funny because even Perel's telling Ingen, like, don't be so sure of yourself. They uh-huh. have they have disunited lover energy. <laughs> Basically, all this built up tension, all the longing, all the pining, all this stuff, like it's only going to help them in this particular situation. Right. So, so she's like, we need to be on our A game. Yeah. And she's not wrong. No, she's and not. Ed Sarah walks in and, <laughs> and they're holding hands and Sarah Khan is like, hello, we're so in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh to, my gosh. to the panel, the judge panel. And so the way that the competition, the non-competition starts um, is basically a newlywed game. Mm-hmm. It's, they are asked questions about each other and each couple, the couples are separated and they mm-hmm. have to both answer. And if they get the same answer, then they're correct. If they get the if they answer differently, obviously there's they supposedly don't know each other that well. Right. Well, and it's funny because of course they only Edser only gets one question wrong, and that's because Sarkon's trying to prove a point. And so with the first question about what their biggest passion is, Edda of course writes down work, <laughs> but he writes down his wife or his spouse. Yeah. Meaning Edda, but they get everything else because then the next question is like, what were the first words you guys exchanged? And it's, you don't deserve to know my name. Favorite sport is skiing. And I actually looked up. Which was funny. But kayak does mean ski. I looked it up because I was like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, well, even our our good subs from our sub angel, he wrote skiing. So Mm -hmm. I was like, he would not, if it was actually kayaking, like in a kayak boat. Right. Then he would say kayaking. Mm -hmm. Kayak is a type of one or two person boat that Uh you go in on the water. Yes. Yeah, I know. I saw, I was like, kayak? Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, I got to look this up. And yeah, it does mean skiing. So his favorite sport is skiing. Of course, it does phobia is elevators. So they get all these right. And Mm -hmm. meanwhile, Ingen and Pearl are getting every single one wrong. Right. Um, (laughs) So Edser wins the first Mm -hmm. competition and they get all excited. And this was hilarious because she, they win the first round Mm -hmm. and Edda Edda kind of pops up and goes to hug him. 
And then she uh-huh. kind of catches herself because they hug and she kind of goes to turn away. And, he, and he's like, they're looking. Kiss me. Kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, so Sarkon, don't exaggerate. And she's trying to like get, him back, get back away from him. And he's like, Ada, kiss me. <laughs> he's like, oh you'll gosh. do this for your daughter. Kiss me. <laughs> I love it. I mean, okay, let's be real. In real life, I don't think this is how you get children into private school. However... For the of sake of not. for the sake of, <laughs> can you imagine? For, <laughs> I'm a freaking teacher. Never in my life <laughs> would I be like, okay. In order to see if your child is fit for our school, here's what I'm gonna need you to do. <laughs> Step up, preschool edition. Um, so, oh my anyhow, gosh. but so it's. But honestly, for the sake of this plot and the comedy this all served, oh, it's good. I don't even I care. It. I yeah. don't even care. Yeah. So, um, you know, Ed, Sarah, and Angper are now sitting at the table. They're, they're having tension and kind of niceties because they're trying to show like, oh, look how gracious we are talking with the competition and hanging out. Yeah. But they're also basically trash talking each other. Totally. And then we find out there's going to be a dance performance tomorrow. So they have to come up with a dance. Yeah. And, um... Uh, Sarkon seems to already kind of have an idea of what he wants to do. Angan and Pearl go yeah. to figure it out. And um, and so we kind of – we get, we cut over. Karem cooks a very beautiful looking but disgusting pasta dinner because it seems like he put <laughs> sugar instead of salt in the sauce. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's the and, one I got too. Yeah. So um, we kind so- of – we kind of go throughout the night with them, and Kar- I'm just going to kind of finish up the Karem Pina stuff. Oh, yeah, that's fine. So at one point, they go to get food elsewhere, and he's kind of ready to give up. She sees him packing his bags. He's mm-hmm. just like, I can't do this. This isn't me. He's just, he's out of his comfort zone and he knows it. And so he's going to revert back to what he knows. And she's trying to encourage him and stop him. At one point, he kind of makes a joke or something at Pina's expense in front of Barack because right because he knows that Barack doesn't like Serkan and he and Barack are friends and so he doesn't want to feel like he's you know um uh like turning his back on his friend and so he's trying to be supportive but he winds up doing it at the cost of Pina and so things just things are just kind of like not great between them um right I don't remember does he end up apologizing for that, he I does, think he and does. he kind of explains uh, why he was acting that way in front mm-hmm. of Barack. Um, but I and I don't I don't remember if it gets fully resolved though, mm-hmm. because he ends up leaving, doesn't he? He leaves he's, the bolots. He still does wind up leaving, and she's trying to kind of stop to stop him, but he's just like, "This isn't this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do this." So he just kind of doesn't really believe in himself, and it, he's you know he's getting the. Uh, um, I can't think of the word basically, but he's just, he's doubting himself. There's a specific right. word I was trying to think of, but anyways. Um, so that's kind of that for them. So sorry, yeah. continue with the competition. No, um, 
Yeah, so we we basically get silliness with, with Angper because they're trying to figure out <laughs> a dance. Yes. And Angen keeps suggesting these ridiculous ones. And mm-hmm. then uh, Pearl finally ends up kind of figuring out a swing dance. That's what they end up deciding on. Yes. They don't say that outright, but they kind of figure that out. Yeah. Um, and I did find those songs they were practicing to, and I put them on our playlist. So if anyone's interested, they they are there. Um, oh, nice. So meanwhile, they're doing that. Edzer's kind of just sitting on a bench and talking at the end of the day. And Edda kind of points out there's only one bed. That's mm-hmm. a trope we love. And she basically says, I think we can suck it up for one night with our do- for our for daughter. For our daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, Edda kind of explains that it's, well, it's her very first time away overnight from Kiraz. And yeah, but she talking about how much they miss her. Mm-hmm. But I and I love though that um that she does admit to Serkan, you know, it's kind of like we don't have all the noise of like my my aunt, your mom, all these people. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's kind of nice. Like it, I actually like being away here and just it being kind of us, you know. Yeah. Um and I love that she said that. And he kind of points out like it's funny though we're playing childish games again, you know. Like that's how that's how our relationship started with a you know basically a fake relationship. And Edda yeah. says, you know, I guess we didn't grow up because here we are doing it again. And he tells her, let's be childish forever. Like, yeah, I loved that. And so then we flashed over to what you already said, the ink purse stuff. And then we actually get Edda admitting they're still yeah. talk they're still talking, and she finally tells him, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And so he puts his hand on her and he says, Edda, she's like, listen, I'm just trying to be honest with you. I'm afraid of making a mistake. I'm afraid of offending you or being mm-hmm. hurt by you again. Like basically I'm afraid of doing anything that's going to make you like run off again. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm just afraid of all of it. And he says, look, Edda, whatever happens you can refer to me as your ex-love. You can call me the man that you forgot if you want. Just you can refer to me as the father of your daughter. Whatever it is, we're in this together now. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what matters. And he's like, okay, please don't be afraid. And he kind of, he, you know, he uh, like tucks her hair behind her ear kind of a thing. Yeah. To comfort her. And he's just looking at her. And of course it's, it's a little bit much for her to be hearing these reassuring things from him. Right. And so she's just is kind of like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. And he says, okay. She says, I'm going to go to bed now. You come later. And he says, okay. Um, so it's kind of left kind of very open-ended, you know, like he's reassured her. She hasn't right. really said one way or the other how she feels about that, but you can tell it's affecting her. Well, and the fact that she was open and yes, just I shared love the fact that she's scared. Because, because that's what this boils down to. And you know that Sarah Khan knows this already. Mm-hmm. He can totally see that she's afraid. Yeah. And why wouldn't she be after yeah. everything that they've been through? Just like she can see that he wants to be the perfect dad. Mm-hmm. And that he is likely to underestimate himself and to blame himself for anything. They know yeah. each other so well. Right. And yep. we saw that in a silly way earlier, yes. but we're seeing that in the real and deeper ways as well with these types of conversations. Yeah. So I love though that she finally vocalized it to him and not, mm-hmm. not out of anger, not out of being pushed to it. Right. Just finally her just saying like, okay, I need to just actually vocalize and tell him this. Um, yeah. 
So I was really glad to see that. So, because yeah. I was like, okay, I think this means the end of her little snide, remar- snide remarks as far as, you know, when he's sharing like his dream and she's like, yeah, that's not going to happen, you know, mm. um, and stuff like that. Because that was her defense mechanism. Like, no, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to even listen to that because she's probably thinking if I dream that along with you and then that's not what happens, I will, I will break, like it will Mm -hmm. break her. So, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I just really, it was, I know it was short. It wasn't anything prosy or, you know, whatever, but it didn't need to be. It was just her being real and honest and him saying like, let me lay it all out at this point, refer to me in uh, to our relationship as however you want but the fact of the matter is i'm here with you no matter what that label is yep so anyways it was great it was great i think it was an underrated Mm -hmm. conversation i agree so the next morning um we see that everyone ended up kind of staying at the bolots Mm -hmm. because uh melo is there ifair is there they all did a big slumber party at the Mm -hmm. bolot household so they're having breakfast and people are thankfully calling out uh, I fair and I don for just loving to bicker with each other. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and then John and Kiraz, they're all kind of wondering, Oh, where did, where did the children run off to? What are they doing? I'm sitting here like, there are how many adults that are supposed to be watching these children and not one of you knows where they are. And there's a body they of have, water right here. That was, my, that was my thing. I'm like, you have a pool, <laughs> pool accidents. <laughs> are a real thing uh-huh. children die in pools all the time and none oh of you guys gosh. are watching these kids <laughs> but thankfully they're safe right. and they're fine and they right. come hopping and skipping out of the house <laughs> ch- chanting grandpa kimal grandpa kimal kimal did it cackled i legitimately cackled because of course i don like shrinks yes and i'm like you're getting what you deserve she does well it's funny because everyone else just thinks it's adorable because they're like look how they're embracing him but she knows why they're calling him like oh they're silly this is cute they oh do they call any old man with gray hair grandpa (laughs) so funny so oh, yeah, so good. So then, um, we switch over to the Facetime. Well, it's her Facetimes Kiraz because they miss her, so they want to say hi. Oh right, I don't and, even think I wrote oh, that down. No, you're right. That happens after the dance competition. It's while they're waiting for the results. So right, you're right. So it's the dance competition right now, and Edsir yeah. basically does a very <laughs> tense I was, tango. I, I was like. I, <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> It was a lot. <laughs> that didn't feel like people should have been watching them. Uh-huh. Because they shouldn't of have their been eyeballing each other and the tension. I was like this <laughs> That that was a lot. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. So anyway, they do that. <laughs> they I was I was <laughs> We can't they, even formulate a full sentence know, about this dance. I like, they're indecent. <laughs> People, listen. listen, listen, the fandom is is freaking out about wanting sex scenes and stuff. And I'm like, why do you need a sex scene when you have this? Uh-huh. this is, <laughs> that, I felt like I should have turned my TV off watching that dance scene. Listen, the, ce- the scene from 12 
when he makes her breakfast and they're on that couch and he's leaning and like speaking in her ear, the couch leaning and the low growly whispering to her and the Allah Allahs, like, sorry, (laughs) that will top any sex scene we could possibly ever get in this show to Mm me. Like, Mm -hmm. and if you're not ready for that, then that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, so, yes, we get some, don't you remember when, (laughs) this is going to show that we grew up in very evangelical households, but, um, (laughs) because don't you remember people growing up would say like, well, six inches for the Holy Spirit, not just six inches for the Holy Spirit, (laughs) but dancing is basically having sex with your clothes on. But I was like, this was the epitome of that, was it not? (laughs) Like. If they had this, they would have shown us this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we would have gone, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we would have been like, oh, my gosh, you're right. It is. Oh, my so, gosh. Anyhow, that's yeah. the first time I've actually seen that, like, in a in a visual of that, of yeah. that saying. Obviously, yeah. we were just told that because they just didn't want us dancing. But – um, <laughs> very footloose and all of that. But anyways. Well, dancing certain ways. Dancing okay. certain ways, yes. <laughs> yes, because we could have the six inches for the Holy Spirit where your fingertips are basically on each other's shoulders and you're swaying. Like, <laughs> Right. They don't want people <laughs> grinding on each other. <laughs> Any, anyhow. So, so so Ed Sarah is to sexy as Ann Purr is to fun. Yes. Dance situation. Yes. Because they have their little swing dance. It was super cute. cute. Yeah. Really cute. So now after that, they congratulate them both and they're waiting for the results. So this is Mm -hmm. when – or no, I'm sorry. No, they do announce right then that Ed's there one. Yeah. So, of course, they're all – he swoops her up and carries her off. Now, listen. I loved this because this is the same place where they did that stupid camping thing in the 30s. And um, where she and Denise, when Denise takes Edda, um, when Denise takes Edda camping and mm-hmm. she winds up twisting her ankle and Sarkon like memory loss, brain mud, Sarkon picks her up and carries her, yeah. but it just was like nothing and it led nowhere and it didn't fix anything. Yeah. So I love, cause this is the same exact place. This is the same location that was. And mm-hmm. so I love that he picked her up. And carried her off and she's laughing and they're having fun with it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, now I have a new memory of him picking her up and carrying her away (laughs) in this this location (laughs) that I love. So then they're sitting in a waiting about basically who's going to win overall. Because now we've got the individual competitions, but they're going to assess. I'm sorry. No, they're not. They have one more final competition they're waiting on. They have one more. Yep. So, so they're kind of congratulating themselves mm-hmm. on what a good team they are. Mm-hmm. And they keep talking about how it's for their daughter, mm-hmm. uh, all their potential, and how they were so on fire. But for their daughter. Yes, of course, for our daughter. So then they FaceTime her. Mm-hmm. And Kiraz is like, she's the one who answers the phone, even though they called Idon. And Idon's like, don't worry, I'm right here. I just basically knew that you would want to see Kiraz. Things are great. I'm so glad I have her. And then mm-hmm. Kiraz talks about like how she is playing with her grandpa. And <laughs> so Sarah Khan is like, 
um, what? Mom, is dad there? Like, what the heck? Because uh-huh. we don't know where the hell Alptekin's been. Like, I think yeah. he might still be in jail in the Bahamas, but right. who knows? Maybe he's, who Sir knows Khan what he's doing? He doesn't even know. Nobody knows. So that's so why he's like, wait a minute, dad's there? She's like, no, no, no. And she's like, no, Kimal did it. And he, Sarah Khan thinks this is like indoctrination from Idon. Right. Like trying to force him to accept Kimal in her life because mm-hmm. look at, look how much Kiraz loves him. He So he thinks that she's like forcing Kiraz to call him that. And she's like, no, I'm calling him that because he's my grandpa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Kiraz spilling chai again. This girl's been doing that since day one. Constantly. And so. She kills me. Yes. So they wind up getting off the phone. He, you know, because she's like, it does like, Sircon, just let her call him that. Like, if that mm-hmm. makes her happy, who cares? Like, whatever. They wind up getting off the phone with her. Idon's a stress case, of course, because. Right. She's being outed, even though nobody realizes it. Right. So now we have the final competition, and it's going to be a blindfolded obstacle course where the blindfolded people have to follow the voice of their partner and make it through the Mm -hmm. course. So did you notice when they first pull back on the whole and you get a big overall picture of the course, you can see the drone camera above the building. Oh, I missed it. I was like, what the heck is that? And I was like, oh, it's the drone camera. Like, it's in the shot. Anyhow. So yeah, so it's basically chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Angin and Serkan <laughs> are yelling at Eda and Pearl, and they're trying to give them their directions. They uh, Eda ends up going off course, mm-hmm. but she gets to Serkan. She gets through it first, and but you know Angin and Pearl actually do it correctly, but they're in second place. So the the panel had was originally going to give it to. Ida and Serkan because they did it first and they like that they took the you know they didn't that they went they liked that they went off the course mm-hmm. but Engin and Pearl kind of make a case for themselves and so the panel's like okay you're right we'll we'll give it to you you did it correctly you guys can win this one yeah but throw him a bone well and then point out though but remember it's not about who specifically wins these individual competitions (laughs) even though it's filled with competitions um so i at this point we go back over to the bolots eifer finds out by overhearing kiraz and idon talking about the fact that kimal is her grandfather yes and so she kind of starts to troll idon at first like who do you think you are the way you were treating Edda for the same thing, blah, blah, blah. Then you've, hided, out, you've hidden this for 35 years. Right. So Idon explains to her, I actually just found this out. And Ifair's tune changes. Mm-hmm. And she actually, they, they seem to become friends again. Like they come to an understanding because yeah. Ifair winds up telling her like, I'm being understanding because I literally went through this with Edda. Like mm-hmm. I know how hard it is and I know how – um, torturous a situation like this is where every decision you make you're questioning because you just want to do what's best you know mm-hmm. and Ifer basically tells her like you know you just need to tell them like the longer you wait the worse it's going to be you found out it's you know it's good to know it's or I mean it's good if you just tell them rip the band-aid off maybe it won't be as bad like you're building up how bad it's going to be right um, you know but you bu- don't know but you that don't they're know respond that way right so yep. Just suck it up and tell them. Mm-hmm. So I'm here for you, yada, yada, and we're good. So meanwhile, Ingper and Edzer are all trash-talking each other again. 
And, um, and, but what they don't realize is that none of them remembered to turn their microphones off. So they're just like, you two fight all the time. You two aren't even married. You're this, you're that. You thought he was cheating on you. So you followed him to go find out because, and he was keeping a secret from you. Well, you two aren't even married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So it's a mess. (laughs) And the panelists, they bring them back out and they're like, okay, we're ready to announce the winner. And none of them won because they they the panelists basically scold them mm-hmm. and they're like, you guys obviously have issues because you're not even married and you're lying to us about mm-hmm. the fact that you are. Your daughter isn't welcome at our school because you must be terrible parents. <laughs> and then they tell Engin and Pearl, you two, I feel very sorry for your son because you obviously don't trust each other and you, who knows what kind of a terrible relationship you have. So it, it, and it ends up just spurring them all to say, well, screw you. We know we're great parents and yep. we love our children and we don't want our kids in your school anyway. And then they all storm off together. Which I love because then when they're at dinner together, they're basically like, how did we let this dumb thing become what it was? Like, and right. you know, Edda and Sarah Connor complimenting John and Ingen and Perola yes. complimenting Kiraz and pointing out all the wonderful things and qualities they both have. So I really love it. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're just kind of like, um, they're talking that way. And so, and Ingen basically points out, you know, that Ingen and Pearl point out like, you know what, you two are the couple that have more passion than anybody we've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Edda points out like you two love each other so much. Like it's mm-hmm. very obvious, blah, blah, blah. So their compatibility and all of that. And so Angan's right. like, you know, and what it comes down to is the most important thing is that, that we can give our children is that we love them. Right. Yeah. And Sarah Khan says mm-hmm. the best gift a father can give his children is to love their mother. And while I didn't get to experience that, Kiraz won't grow up that way. Mm. And my heart, like. Mm-hmm. I know. It was, I mean, we didn't spend, it's not like we didn't focus too much on that whole statement. The conversation did keep going after that a little bit, but. But I, it's still there. He yes. again laid it out for mm-hmm. everybody at the table. Yes. I so, just. Yeah. I loved it so much. So this so is many sp- good small moments this yes. episode doing yes. big, huge work. Yes, small but significant. Yep. So this is when we switch back over to Idar and Ifair, which I covered. So we get back right. to Ingen and Pearl and Eden Sirkon. Dinner's kind of done and over. Ingen and Pearl start whispering. <laughs> so listen, guys, they're about to go have sex. Okay, that's exactly what's happening here. And they're like, "See ya." And yeah. so they just leave Ed and Sarkon sitting there. And Sarkon kind of smirks after them like, all right, have fun, guys. Uh-huh. So Ed is like, uh, what should we do? Shall we leave too? And he says, well, I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. He says, could you give me your hand? So he grabs her hand and he's he's rubbing his finger over where their tattoos were. Yeah. He says, when did you remove it? And she says, just a few months ago. He's like, a few months. So he realized she's had it this whole time. Yeah. And she says, you? And he says, as soon as you left. Because mm-hmm. this poor man just wanted to try to erase everything that yeah. he could, even though he had his Edda room where he tortured himself anyways. Right. But Edda. But Edda says, well, I removed that one, but I moved it to a different place. This girl is being so coy because she says, a more 
unseen place and he like looks at her his face and he says somewhere you can else see the, his body temperature rising yep and she says yes but let that remain with me oh my gosh so he's all uh naysay so he basically says that he'll drop her off and since Kiraz is staying at the Bolat place he's gonna stay there too yeah. So he's like, that way you can just have a comfortable night to yourself kind of a thing. And she says, mm-hmm. okay. So they leave. So listen, this is – I don't leave the voicemail, by the way. We have a little break. I don't leave her cowardice voicemail yeah. that we already kind of talked about. So So Sarkon, All we care about is the final scene. <laughs> yes. Okay, go ahead. Talk about it. You're chomping at the bit. Go. Look, I, I – this was the first time I watched this episode was for my note-taking. Oh, okay. So you didn't watch it. watch. Okay. Because I no. watched it Wednesday night when it came out just so I could watch it. And then right. I watched Which I usually try night. to do. Yeah. But last night, I'm sitting here and I'm like, <gasps> what is the final scene going to be? I, I didn't no realize idea. you didn't know. So I'm watching this <gasps> and I'm like – I'm like, is this really happening? Because he dri- he drives up to her house. He walks her to her door. She opens it. She gets inside. She's ready to close the door. And they good they e gijalar. The e gijalars are back. And, uh-huh, yes. with the full name. With the full and they names. full name each other. And she she kind of stops and looks at him for a second more. And then pine scented everywhere. Everything oh, yeah, yeah. is pine oh, they're scented. They're just staring a, at each it's other. It's a forest of pining after each other their with their laser eyeballs. Their eyes are <laughs> gouging invisible holes into the other one. And then she slowly closes the door. She turns around and puts her hand over her heart. Okay, is that where her tattoo is? Do you think? It must be. I felt like she was like touching her tattoo. I mean, her heart, yes. But I was thinking, I wonder if that's where her tattoo is. Well, and that would be a very symbolic place for her to put it. Right. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. So, and then they both very slowly start to head. He He's leaving and then she's heading upstairs. Mm-hmm. Well, the way this was shot was so beautiful. And they took full advantage of the architecture of that house mm-hmm. because they – they both walk. They both stop at the same time. Oh my gosh, the way they hesitate! It was it was so good because she stops and looks towards the the stairs, so right. she isn't looking out at that window. Yes, where, I loved that. And Sarkon is right on the other side. He can uh-huh. see her total. He can fully see her, and he looks over he he stops and he looks straight ahead for a second yes i was like i love that he hesitates before he realizes that she also is Mm-hmm. and just for a second he looks back almost thinking almost reconsidering uh-huh. and as he looks over to her she is turning around looking back at the door at the door mm-hmm. so they are both thinking the same exact thing mm-hmm. should i go back and at the and this at the same exact moment that they both you see the resolve in her face especially mm-hmm. you see that moment where she says i'm doing it i'm going to do it uh-huh. and they both turn around they walk straight back to that door open it up they're right back in their same positions and he sets fire <laughs> to all of us in the world and melts our panties instantly by saying i need to see that tattoo oh! <laughs> 
I literally wrote, goodbye ovaries, the end. I was like, oh my god! (laughs) I, like, come on! I mean, how per- like, I'm- I'm gonna need to see that tattoo. Like- I was like, um- she better have jumped on him right there. Uh-huh. Excuse me, uh-huh. because you can't just let him say that, Edajum. No. Nope. You can't let him get away with that madness. He uh, had. <laughs> show him the him- damn tattoo. He has earned it. <laughs> this man has been celibate for five plus years, pining away for you in his Edda room where he would go to torture himself. Well, and she has been raising a child on her own for five years, mm-hmm. thinking about everything that went wrong between yep. the two of them and yep. her true love and yep. all of that. You've earned it too, Ida. They deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Get yours. <laughs> I mean, we. I can only hope that the opening scene is going to be her physically jumping on it onto uh, him. My guess. And then see, it, I, yeah. I'm my, not sure we won't get that. Yeah. But I'm guessing girl we just. Dream. <laughs> I'm just guessing we're going to wake up to the next, like, we're going to have the next morning of them, like, waking up in bed together is mm-hmm. what I'm guessing. And we'll just have to put the pieces together. Although, um, I think there's an internet Ozel waiting to be released at some point because mm. um, because Aisha tweeted a couple weeks ago and tagged, like, asking about an internet special and tagged, like, Asena and the director, and Alton, the director. So I'm guessing she must have written one. But she doesn't get to decide if and when it gets released, obviously. She just writes it. So I'm guessing she and her team wrote something that would be like a YouTube special. And we're just waiting for if and when MF Yopum actually decides to give it to us or not. Um, So, yeah. Like, I I personally don't really care either way. I'm just glad that these two clearly – are back together. We got yes. our official reunion because yes. based on the fragments, he's like ready to propose to her and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. So um, I, it was really easy to stay off the timeline today. One, cause I'm not home and I'm busy actually helping my mom get settled into a house. So I have things right. keeping me busy. But number two, I'm really glad I wasn't because I really, whenever I get to sit down and watch this episode, like I'm It'll going into it blind. Surprise. Yes. So yeah. um, that's the best. It is the best feeling. So I'm really excited. Um, Yeah. So here's the thing. Obviously, we our biggest thing is the whole paternity situation and really how that's going to play out as far as Kimal's reaction, Sirkan's reaction, how they, you know, whatever. We've already kind of discussed how we hope to see that one play out. Mm -hmm. But really from here on out, like if they're back together and we have 50, if we actually have the 52 episodes they're saying we might have, We've got next. This was forty-seven, right? Yeah. So, and forty-eight aired today, right? No, no, forty-six. This I'm sorry. Was 46. This was forty-six. Forty-seven today, aired today. Forty-seven aired. Yeah, yeah. Which is episode eight. So we've got so episode eight, mm-hmm. nine, ten, eleven, at least four yeah. episodes. And if we actually do have those other two, we're talking six episodes of these two, like reunited and like getting to see like what the heck is in store for them and like what they're going to navigate together now, like after five years and all this stuff. Like I, I can't wait. I'm like so excited to see like what the heck happens because I truly doubt we're going to have any other type of breakup scenarios. So I'm thinking there might be things they have to navigate and figure out, but they're going to do it together. They're going to figure this stuff out together. 
Well, um, and I have a feeling we're going to get some wrapping up of some of the foreshadowing that we've been seeing yeah. about things like Italy and a house mm-hmm. and their future together. Maybe some things that Sarkhan is dreaming about, which yeah. I'm really excited. I mean, I'm really excited Me for, for all of that stuff to really get an opportunity to fully play out yeah. and, it, and us not have them married for the last 15 minutes of mm-hmm. the last episode yeah so i'm i'm so excited and and we get to see when we watch 47 we get to see an aisha proposal an aisha written oh proposal i cannot wait i cannot yeah. wait so, i mean we did get a really great the the plane proposal yes absolutely i thought that was like I, I actually really liked that one more than the one Sarkhan did right after that evening. I mean, I love that he wanted to do one too, and I love the whole reason behind right. it. And I did love the words that he said to her, mm-hmm. but I really I really did enjoy that airplane proposal. One, yeah. because it wasn't spoiled in the fragment like every yes. – like, like, like this one. Else. Well, like this one kind of was. I mean, we don't know all of it, but we did get to see him like down on one knee that like a proposal was coming. Yeah. Um, it was spoiled. None of us were expecting it. Mm-hmm. And because in the episode before, she had just been like, yeah, bye, we're breaking up and I don't love you. Um, right. Even though we knew it was a lie. Um, right. And it was just such a, like, a Edda power move, you know? Um, yep. yep. So, and her strong, independent self, who we love. So, yep. yeah, you're right. It was a I, callback to yes, that to episode. The- <laughs> and so, if I, I did love that one. Yes, I agree. I agree. That was a very that was a very well done and very beautiful proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm really excited to see whatever this one is, and yeah, I'm just really excited to watch 47. I've been yeah. like chomping at the bit, but I was like, I'm gonna stay off until we record. <laughs> like, I don't want to know anything. I don't want any little things spoiled. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So anyhow, um, yeah. That was a pretty – I feel like that was quick because everything moved so fast it in did. that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it did. So I think this is like one of our shortest episodes this season yet. I think it is Probably. our shortest episode this season. Um, but anyhow, so thank you guys for being so patient with us, for getting mm-hmm. this out – with us getting this out so late. Um Hopefully we don't have any of those issues next week and we'll just get to record on our normal day. I'll still be out here in Tennessee, but um, – yeah, we should be more settled and not as yeah. chaotic as it was this week for me or for you, hopefully. So I hope not. Um, yeah. yeah, we will link that Twitter thread we discussed earlier in the episode for if you want to help with the fires in any way. And even if you can't donate, like not everybody's in a position to do that. Even if you just want to tweet about it, share it just so that you're spreading the word for um, those who are able to. Um then yeah, you can find all that info in our Twitter thread. And yeah, just thank you for sticking around with us, you guys. We're just very appreciative and so grateful for all of you. Um, and yeah, just like every week, all of our social medias, places you can find and connect with us, all in the episode notes. So uh, until next time. Good as shoot is. Host to call. Mm-hmm.